welcome back to another episode of She's Busy AF. I'm your host, Lauren Loretto, and today officially marks two years since we launched the She's Busy AF podcast. Can't believe that. Crazy. And the only reason I remembered this (laughs) is because Lakes on our team, our incredible client strategy manager, was like, hey, I could fall down a whole rabbit hole with this, but like, what if you did a podcast episode this week on important women in marketing history for International Women's Day, uh, which is the day that this podcast episode will come out. So that's crazy. But also, I remember that's when we launched the podcast and it was kind of a coincidence, like not really planned that way, but I just thought it was kind of cool because at the time, and I'm sure it's only been two years, so this is probably still true, but like the percentage of podcasts that are done by women are pretty low. So kind of like cool that I was adding to the statistic of hopefully increasing that statistic for women podcasters, female podcasters. So this episode is definitely a little different, a little more educational, a little more historical. And by the way, I've never been a fan of history. Just was not my favorite class by any means. Social studies hated. I was like, why do I need to know about hieroglyphics? (laughs) I hated it. But when it comes to marketing, like, I'm so jazzed up about that stuff. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I watched Mad Men, loved Mad Men, loved the history, loved just seeing how, like, the advertising industry has changed over time. Like, that type of stuff is, like, so interesting to me. So I did some research with the help of Lakes on my team. She's amazing. And I have six different women I want to talk about today. So I'm going to kind of go through, like, their bio, their background, reflect on my thoughts just give you a little lowdown of some important women in marketing and advertising history. I just think it's um, cool to see where things started, right? And where women had like a big influence in the industry. So, all right, let's just go ahead. Let's get started. First one here, we've got Mary Wells Lawrence, and she was the first female CEO of a major advertising agency. And we had to like do some research on this one because it's like, that's a little ambiguous. So this was the first major advertising agency listed on the New York Stock Exchange. So her company was Wells Rich Green. She was born in 1928 and she's an American advertising executive and businesswoman who was one of the first female advertising executives to really break the glass ceiling in the male-dominated advertising industry. This was during like the 1960s and 1970s. So like I was saying, she was founder and CEO of Wells Rich Green, one of the most successful advertising agency of its time. She was known for her innovative approach to advertising and she often created like provocative and memorable campaigns for clients such as Braniff Airlines, Alka-Seltzer, Procter & Gamble. She was also a pioneer in the use of celebrity endorsements in advertising. I thought that was so interesting because that's definitely still a thing today. So like she's the one when you think of that, when you see a celebrity endorsing something, Miss Mary Wells Lawrence pioneered that concept. (laughs) So that's pretty cool. So in addition to her success in advertising, she was also a philanthropist and an activist, and she supported causes such as education, women's rights, arts, and she's been recognized with numerous awards and honors for her contributions to the advertising industry and society as a whole. So she definitely still, her legacy still lives on. She's paved the way for future generations of female executives and entrepreneurs, and she is remembered as a trailblazer and an icon in the advertising industry. So just some cool like awards. 
the dream. In 1971, she was named Advertising Woman of the Year. And in 1999, she was inducted into the American Advertising Hall of Fame. She has an autobiography, I'm going to add this to my list, called A Big Life in Advertising, and that was published in 2002. I get, like, really teary-eyed about this for some reason. I don't know why. Why am I so emotional? (laughs) Um, It's just, it's so cool. Like, we all expect and want to leave a legacy, right? And so, like, how cool is it that Miss Mary Wells Lawrence pioneered so much and is leaving that legacy? So cool. So, so, so cool. Okay. Our next one is someone you may know. (laughs) Her name is Mary Kay Ash, and she's the founder of Mary Kay Cosmetics. She is a trailblazer in direct sales and entrepreneurship. Now, I remember Mary Kay being, like, the first of MLMs, like, I really knew of, but... I, correct me if I'm wrong. I should do the research on this. I don't really remember Mary Kay really getting bad, bad like, a bad rap. Um... So, Mary Kay Ash was born in 1918. She lived till 2001. Head over to our Instagram today, and you can see a picture of her. We did, like, a recap of all these women on our Instagram, so, like, go check that out. Um, But she was an American businesswoman and entrepreneur who founded Mary Kay Cosmetics, which, if you don't know, it's a company that sells beauty and skincare products. She's remembered as a trailblazer for women in business as she started a company at a time when few women held executive positions or even owned businesses. So her business philosophy was really centered around empowering women and helping them achieve success. And she believed in creating a positive work environment and rewarding their employees for hard work. You know, it's funny now that I think about it, like Monat feels like the modern Mary Kay (laughs) because they're like that as well. But she encouraged her sales representatives known as beauty consultants to build their relationships with their customers and provide a personalized service. It's still a global brand today, believe it or not. It's just, it's really cool. Mary Kay, everyone knows Mary Kay. Everybody knows the pink Mary Kay car you get if you sold enough product. It's just really awesome. Really awesome. She has a good reputation. Cool. All right, our next one, let's bring it up to today. We've got... Ariana Huffington, who is the co-founder of the Huffington Post. You probably have heard of it. And it's a media empire that has really transformed digital publishing. So Ariana Huffington was born in 1950, so that makes her 73 years old. She's a Greek-American author. Had no idea. (laughs) She's a journalist and an entrepreneur. She co-founded the Huffington Post, which is one of the most popular news and opinion websites in the world. She's also known, I thought this was interesting, she's known for her advocacy for sleep and wellness, and her books on these topics have become bestsellers. I think she's written something like 16 books, something like that. She started her career as a conservative commentator, but she later became more progressive and founded the Huffington Post in 2005 as a platform for diverse perspectives and opinions. I think that's so cool because it's not meant to be. It's not meant to be. Who knows if it really is? It's not meant to be like one-sided. It's really meant to draw together many, many perspectives. So you've heard of it, I'm sure. But if if you haven't, it's become a major player in the media landscape. Millions of readers and contributors around the world. It's amazing. So in addition to all of this, she's like a really big advocate for health and wellness. And she's written a lot of books on the subject. She's really, really big on getting enough sleep and has spoken about the importance of taking care of one's mental and physical health. Boy, I hear that. I just ate like three chips and I'm like, what? No wonder I have a headache. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's been recognized with numerous awards and honors for her contributions to journalism. She paved that way. Okay. Our fourth one here is Barbara Gardner Proctor, and she is the first black woman to own an ad agency. 
So she was born in 1934, passed away in 2020, but she was an American businesswoman and entrepreneur who founded the first Black-owned advertising agency in the United States. What I think is so cool about Barbara is that she was a trailblazer for women and minorities in the advertising industry, and her company, which was Procter & Gardner Advertising, helped pave the way for greater diversity and inclusion in the field. So they were known for their innovative approach to advertising, and their campaigns were for clients such as Sears, McDonald's, and American Airlines. These campaigns were super groundbreaking because they had this use of multiculturalism and diversity. She was also big on mentorship, and she mentored a lot of young people, especially women and minorities, and was a strong advocate for education and community service. So she is just awesome. Her legacy continues to inspire young people to pursue their dreams, and I just think that's awesome. Look at these women, inspiring women. That's what we're here for. All right, next up, we have Anne Lunez. She's the CMO of Adobe and a marketing visionary who has led Adobe's transformation to a cloud-based company. Okay, if you were in the early days of Adobe, I came into Adobe when Adobe had Adobe CS2. Don't know what it looked like before that. Like, was CS1 the first product? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. But I've been here from CS2 to now the cloud. And if you don't are familiar with, like, the Adobe products, we're talking, like, Photoshop, Illustrator, After Effects. They have this massive suite of products now that, like, (laughs) I go and look at. Like, we pay monthly for them, and I'm like, what? I don't even know what half of these are and do. We do record our podcasts in Audition, though, so yay. Love you, Adobe. But what's so cool about Anne is she, like, led that transformation of a software. Like, you used to have to get a CD, like, purchase a CD, put that in your computer, and download the software on your your computer. For any of you guys who didn't do that and you're listening to this podcast episode, I'm dating myself, but, like, that used to be how you had to put software on computers, I'm sure it's like kind of still done that way otherwise, but like typically everything's cloud-based or you download something from the app store or you download something and like install it right on your computer. Like you don't actually need CDs to do that anymore, which is like crazy. So she really had a hand in in doing that and getting Adobe to be cloud-based, which has just been, it's totally revolutionized, I think, the creative industry. So just a little bit about her. She is currently the executive vice president and chief marketing officer of Adobe. And she's been with them since 2006. She's she's responsible for the global marketing strategy and execution. That's a lot of pressure. (laughs) So under her leadership, Adobe's become one of the most successful and innovative companies in the software industry. She is known for her expertise in branding, advertising, digital marketing, and has helped them transform into a customer-centric organization that prioritizes user experience. Adobe's user experience is phenomenal. (laughs) So she did a great job. She's big on diversity and inclusion in the tech industry. She's implemented numerous initiatives to promote gender and racial diversity within Adobe and in the wider tech community. And her contributions to Adobe have been significant. She's recognized as one of the most influential marketing executives in the world. She's also been named several lists of most powerful women in business and has received numerous awards and honors for her contributions to the field of marketing and society as a whole. She's a BA. <laughs> okay, last one here. Okay, this one had to do like a little bit of research here because when I initially stumbled across her, she's CMO of Twitter. Okay, she's not the CMO of Twitter anymore. <laughs> In November 2022, so at the time of recording this podcast, that was like four or five months ago, she left and started at Peloton, which is 
mind-blowing to me. It's amazing. So she was at Twitter forever. She's an American businesswoman, social media executive. She was the chief marketing officer of Twitter, and she was responsible for leading the company's global marketing strategy and overseeing its creative efforts. She had a key role in like launching some initiatives, some advertising initiatives for Twitter. So like making money for the platform and all of that. And she's been a vocal advocate for using social media to drive positive change in the world. So I mean, it makes sense. She was a Twitter. She's also a best-selling author and sought-after speaker on topics related to social media, marketing, leadership, and she's been recognized with numerous awards and, and honors. She's awesome. She's considered one of the most influential marketing executives in the world also, and her innovative approach to social media marketing has helped redefine the industry and set a new standard for excellence and creativity. I would pay like $1,000, maybe more, to get all these women in a room. Or at least half, because obviously some of them have passed on. <laughs> but I just, I just think it's so cool. It's the marketing industry. As long as I've known it, in in all the places I've worked in, marketing's been dominated by women. In my eyes, I have never really been in a place where I've been more surrounded by men than women when it comes to marketing. I think it's cool. The statistics don't say that that's actually the case. I believe it's still pretty much a male-dominated industry. So it's just nice and cool to sit and reflect and highlight these women who have made a big difference in the marketing industry and made a big difference in how how women lead lead the industry in general. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know it was a little bit different than my usual episodes. I will get back to strategy and other things next week, but can't can't do this, can't do marketing without giving credit to the incredible women who make marketing awesome, accessible, and fun to all of us. So thank you for tuning into this episode, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.